And welcome back to this episode where we're going to dive into all things insomnia. My guest today is Dr. Bajoy John, sir. Welcome aboard. Good to be here, Zim. And if you haven't met him yet, he is a board-certified physician, practicing sleep specialist, and currently in private practice with over, it says 25, but you said 30. 25 to 30. 25, 30 years of experience. Enough. He knows knows what he's talking about. Critical care, sleep medicine, and he's got... uh, a clinic in Brentwood. The, uh, he's the medical director of Sleep Wellness Clinics of America in Brentwood and the Sleep Fix Academy. And um, today we're talking about insomnia. You see it on Facebook. Sometimes people will be posting, oh, hello, insomnia. Once again, you've come to visit me during the night. Um, I see a lot of those posts. Thankfully, I don't have that issue. I tend to see them in the morning when I get up. But I can't imagine. I think even my wife has a little bit of an issue uh, with insomnia because um, certainly she has uh, the TV on in the background helps kind of create a noisy atmosphere so she can fall asleep and things of that nature. But yes, there will be times where I wake up at three in the morning. She's sitting there on her phone, just you know, trying to find another way to get to sleep. But tell me a little bit about uh, sleep apnea, Doctor Bajoy. How does that all begin? Where did we get here? Is that something that's always been around in human history? Insomnia, Jim, uh, has been prevalent for many years. Right. But of late, it has taken its own little ugly turn. There are several reasons. Uh, I would say the number one uh, reason is uh, indulgence, our indulgence on social media and our phone addiction. So that's actually increased the problem. That's a major problem. Really? So the light, before we had TV, computers, now we bring everything to our bed. We have access for everything on our phone. Unfortunately, the light from the phone tells the brain, hey, it's still daytime. Right. So the need for sleep or the sleep process is completely turned into a turmoil. So there are chemicals that we secrete in our brain called melatonin. It's a dark hormone. It's the other name. It only secretes in the dark. What do we do? We are telling our brain, hey, it's daytime. Right? So that's the number major problem. Plus all the other things that comes with the use of social media, the stress, the anxiety, how many likes did I have? Did they really like me? You know, all the other stuff that adds to the stress. Mm -hmm. So... Everybody wants to go to bed and wants to sleep. Everybody wants it to be an on-off switch. But sleep does not happen like that. Every other process in our life, like workout, we can go hard at it. But sleep has to be a step-by-step process. It, it cannot come overnight. It's a dimmer. It's not an on-off switch. So you have to take a few steps. Plus, what has happened in this today's world is a term called coronosomnia. The corona pandemic has changed our lives upside down. People started working from home. Everybody started going to bed late, waking up late. So they've changed the sleep cycle. So this has its own name. It's called Corona Somnia. Hmm. Plus people are worried about, you know, if if you hear anybody coughing or sneezing, it, it has to be coronavirus. You have, you know, that's what everybody is. So everybody's worried. The anxiety, anxiety uh, creates bad sleep, bad sleep creates anxiety. So we have fallen into the vicious cycle. This is the product of our times. And unfortunately, we cannot do nothing much about it, but there are ways to get around it. That's my mission to teach people 
how to sleep despite all the modern day conveniences and issues that I'm, I'm, I'm I've just mentioned. I think it's amazing um, when you have. I, I'm I must be really blessed because. You like you talk about. I've heard about that with the uh, light coming off the phone. Yes, and I've literally fallen asleep with my phone falling out of my hand at night because I just get to the point where okay, I'm done. I just you know, and the fall the phone literally just falls right where it is. And if I don't be mindful of it, I won't put it on the charger, and I wake up with a phone that's you know got hardly any charge on it. But um, I mean, I count myself as blessed because I could fall asleep. You're much. in the minority. I guess uh, so, because I'm looking at the and, numbers here. It yes. says the prevalence of insomnia, estimated 83.6 million adults in the U.S. sleep fewer than seven hours per night. Seems like a lot, but of those, 30 to 40% of individuals report occasional nighttime insomnia. The rate of chronic insomnia hovers around 10 to 15%, and even more concerning, about 40% of American adults report that they've accidentally fallen asleep during the day. Yeah, if you're not sleeping well at night. So the time to spend on the social media is coming out from somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, we we have to show to work, show up to work, show up to school. But it's coming from the time to sleep. Mm-hmm. So I recommend seven or eight hours of sleep. But then if you're going to bed at 12 or 1 and then you have to wake up at <clears> 6 <throat> or 7, you're only sleeping five and a half hours to six hours. Yeah. So it's called the sleep debt. It adds up. And then eventually what happens is, you're tired during the day. You know, children needs 10 to 12 hours of sleep. At least teenage years, you need at least 10, 8 to 10, I would say. At least minimum of 8 hours. They're getting 6 hours or yeah. 5 and a half hours. So it adds up. So there are studies which shows sleep debt every night adds up to one whole night of no sleep. So if you add, you know, 2 hours of debt in, in a week, it comes to one, you're not even sleeping one whole night. So that affects their learning, their behavior, uh, so it affects children in different ways than in adults. You know, children, some of the children, when they're sleepy, they are hyperactive. You know, a third of uh, kids who are diagnosed with ADHD have uh, sleep problems. They're not sleeping well at rest. I mean, I'm sleeping well at night. It's good for the coffee industry. Oh, it's very good. There is also yeah. cookies. Uh, they deliver cookies uh, till about three o'clock, uh, you know, so to go to sleep. But, you know, eating a, a meal like that and high in carbs precludes good sleep. You know, high fatty foods, a full stomach, acidic food, all uh, cause uh, poor sleep. So de- definition, what is what is insomnia? Insomnia is a difficulty either initiating sleep or maintaining sleep. It's 50-50. Some people can go to sleep. Some people cannot maintain sleep. Mm-hmm. So they, so the second half, they're able to go to sleep, but they wake up in the in the middle of the night. So, so the, the reason here is when I see a person with insomnia, I make sure there are not other sleep problems per se that's causing them not to sleep, right? So the, one of the commonest things is restless leg syndrome. People are, are mm. you know, rubbing their legs. They can't sit still. That affects them going to sleep. And then we talked about sleep apnea. So that what happens when you have an apnea, you wake up. And then you can not go to sleep. So I always look for these two conditions. And then there are other conditions where you move in your sleep called limb movement disorder and REM behavior disorder that also can affect your sleep. So I look for sleep causes, uh, sleep disorders. And also look for medical causes. Like if you have a breathing problem, you could, you know, people with heart problem, they can't lie flat because you get short of breath. And if you have COPD or asthma, that also affects their sleep. And another common thing is acid reflux, you know, 
which awakes uh, uh, people in their sleep. So I look for medical causes, sleep disorders before I brand them, you know, pure insomnia. And also, I also look for psychological causes like anxiety or depression because people with anxiety and depression don't uh, sleep that well. Mm. And that feeds into the insomnia and vice versa. Interesting, interesting. So uh, the causes of insomnia yes. typically are what? Uh, insomnia, it's, uh, you know, nobody c- can completely understand what causes insomnia. It can be a learned uh, behavior. People learn bad habits. They learn it from the internet, from false sources. So if you do this, so let some people say, let's go and exercise in the evening. Uh, but that releases cortisol, you know, that can make you awake at night. So when I look for the causes of insomnia, I look for what predisposes them. You know, then I look for precipitating causes and then I look for perpetuating. So it's called the three P's of insomnia. So some people are predisposed to insomnia. People living in warmer climates, you know, like I mentioned, you know, the melatonin is secreted in dark. If you're warm, you don't, you know, you don't have that ability to secrete a lot of melatonin. People in the tropics don't sleep well. And of course, if you go to uh, Alaska or Antarctica, the nighttime is very, very less. So you are, you know, you're prone. And also women uh, in, in, in close to menopause, there's hormonal changes, hot flashes. So you're predisposed. There are certain things you cannot control. So we have to deal with it. So the next thing I do is what precipitated. So major life events like death, job change, divorce, financial problems, that creates anxiety. And that's uh, that's uh, that's called a precipitating event. Right. And then the third, sometimes you can't control that too. But the big thing that you can control is the perpetuating. You get into this, you get on this high horse and you can't get off it. Yeah, I can't sleep today, I'm worried. And that, that creates something called sleep anxiety. Mm-hmm. So then people go and buy all different things uh, and listen to apps. They put it on their phone and then then a message comes in. They look at the phone. You see what I'm saying? So you keep on and then they, uh, and most people, what they do, they they have multiple devices they go to sleep with and they look at the sleep data and hey, I'm only sleeping four hours. I don't see sleep, deep sleep. So then they worry and they, they get on this and they read a lot about it and then they can't. So the word is called rumination. They can't, they worry about it. So my process is to keep it very, very simple. And I, I, I kind of unravel and try to undo some of the bad behaviors they have learned uh, over the past uh, uh, several years. So it's it's fair to say that if uh, sleep insomnia went away, we probably would have a much nicer world. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, when you sleep better, you are thinking clearly. Uh, you're able functioning better. You know, there's sleep is one of the lack of sleep is one of the number one reasons where uh, people don't show up for work. Absenteeism. You know, yeah. they feel with don't feel tired. I mean, they don't feel good. They're tired. They don't show up for work. So companies are paying attention to it, and they are. Every company is kind of now. Hey, the the whole focus on sleep is coming up. Everybody wants their employees to sleep better. So this is the the information that I want to spread for people to be more productive to sleep better. You know, children do better in, in classes. There are multiple studies. You know, I mentioned. Uh, uh, in my book about a chapter on, you know, sleep, how it affects children. So so there are multiple benefits of sleeping better. Which brings me to, uh, you've come up with seven proven sleep strategies for better health. Correct. So, so these, these all play into uh, insomnia. 
Correct. Of all the uh, years of practice, I've I've found out, you know, seven different strategies that have combined different things to uh, to make it a consolidated one. So so the, if you follow this, which I've done it in several of in hundreds of my patients, you know, they are on sleep medications. Some people take alcohol to go to sleep. So bad habits. So I've tried to wean them off. So first thing I said, I tell people is to do a sleep journal, which is available at my website. And then I also ask them fill a sleep assessment that's also available. Once you have that, you can see your sleep pattern and what are the other things that are affecting your uh, affecting your quality of sleep. Is it something preventing you from sleeping? This is a story of a young man who was drinking four glasses of wine around 7 p.m. And then he was able to go to bed uh, around 9.30, 10, but then he wakes up around 12.30 and then he can't go to sleep. Guess what? Alcohol, you know, it's, it's just, it's like a gentle anesthetic. It puts you to sleep, but then alcohol is metabolized to something called acetaldehyde, which wakes you up, which is a stimulant and an irritant. That's why people wake up in a, in a irritated, confused. So he was able to find that out on the sleep journal, and then he started changing that. He cut it down to one cup of, uh, well, I mean, one glass of wine, and that helped his uh, uh, his uh, you know his sleep pattern. Some there was one other person who was working out at nine p.m. and wondering why she couldn't go to sleep because the, the body's revved up. Correct, yeah. you can't, uh, especially when you grow older. You know, you can do that. So you'll get all that information, and then once you have that. Uh, I, I make people fill it at least for three to four weeks. Uh, everybody wants a quick fix. They want a pill. But I'm like, you know, you've been suffering for years. Four weeks to, uh, you know, eight weeks is not a major hassle in this whole spectrum. So I, I, I tell patients, getting to sleep is like taking the stairs. It's not easy. If I'm going to say there's a quick fix, then I'm not telling you the truth. You know, right. it is a discipline. It's one thing you can get instantly. You have to work. Uh, I tell people the classic example. It's like uh, having a nice dinner. You just don't go to uh, the meat. You know, you have a little bit of music. You entertain people. You know, uh, you have uh, hors d'oeuvres. Uh, you know, then you have a salad. So you have to work yourself. So I've uh, I've devised a, a plan called the seven uh, proven sleep strategies. And I would uh, be happy to discuss uh, that with uh, everyone. That so I'd imagine that um, are you finding in, in like a with the newer generations because they're certainly have become acclimated to expecting things right now. Uh, you're more of a well. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some time, and we're going to do it more on a holistic basis, not using any drugs. And that's exactly why that you know, guys, why you should really go see Doctor Bajoy John because he's. He's not going to prescribe something that is just a one-hit fix. You know, it's going to take some time and take some work, which is the best thing for your body ultimately, I would think. So once people are able to understand the problem, they are try better to buy into the program. You know, nobody wants to take uh, pills because once you take pills, then you become dependent. It's called hypnotic dependent insomnia. I can't sleep if I don't take the pill. See, you're kind of like becoming like a slave to another uh, another something else, which is not. You you have the power to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. You should not be dependent on, on a pill. But then everybody have seen, they say, I can, you know, I'm, I have to take it. 
Do I prescribe uh, sleeping pills? Yes. If you are going through a acute phase, mm -hmm. like if you're dealing with death or some tragic situation and you can't sleep, I prescribe it for one or two weeks, maximum a month. After that, there's no point to get over that in, in a, the grief or the difficulties. But for long term, you know, you know uh, very well how the long term use of, um, you know, medication can cause memory problems and even cognitive issues are, are associated with long term use of uh, uh, sleeping pills. So I try to stay away uh, from those. And of course, there's a big thing about melatonin. I'm not a fan of melatonin to go to sleep. The truth about melatonin is melatonin does not put you to sleep. It just changes the time when you go to sleep. So it's uh, I use it for people who are uh, traveling for jet lag. I use it for I use it for people who have you know the clock problem. Mm -hmm. They they tend to sleep later and later. When I fix it, I try to use uh, melatonin. And also some people, especially the elders, try to go to sleep earlier. I use that situation. Other than that, going to sleep, I never recommend melatonin. And also there's a lot of uh, use of melatonin in kids, which I strongly uh, do not recommend. Yeah. No. I reflect upon raising my kids. We might have been guilty of that, but uh, they seem to be well adjusted at this point. So it's uh, you know certainly it makes you reflect on it now that you say it. Like oh crap! But you know at the time you just don't know because it's available over the counter and you just don't you think it's harmless. Is that I guess that's part of the problem. That too. is, it's over the counter. There's like gummies, instant release. Uh, you know that it's you know nobody knows how much you take. Uh, it's not FDA regulated, so there's it's, it's a free-for-all. Yeah. And there is, uh, you know, like I said, I don't use it for insomnia except to correct, you know, clock-related uh, problems. Well, how do people find and get a hold of you to, especially because I would imagine this is uh, quite a prevalent problem. Is it even more than sleep apnea, insomnia? Oh, insomnia is a major problem. Major problem. Uh, see, uh, sleep apnea statistically happens in middle age, uh, and it can happen in children because of tonsils, but... But insomnia is is happens at a very young age. Uh, it's very troubling when I see children with sleep problems, uh, because you sleep by nature will get get worse every decade. By when you reach seventy, your sleep is really bad because your brain sh shrinks. The the chemicals that put you to sleep, uh, the GABA, uh, also known as GABA, amino butyric acid or melatonin, is not much mm -hmm. because your brain is shrinking. But children should be sound sleepers, children meaning up to 20 years. So when I see a complaint, a child is not sleeping well, then we have to look into it. Usually it is an emotional problem, anxiety, depression. They can't express. So I'm a big proponent of when children don't sleep, the parents need to pay attention to why they are not sleeping. Is that they're achieving something, they, they, the price they pay is not sleeping, you know, rigorous exercise, studying all night. So I tell them to, take a, you know, time out and analyze why your child is not sleeping because it's very serious because the underlying cause children are not sleeping is, is either anxiety or depression. So with that being said, if you are suffering with insomnia, how should they reach out to you? So I practice uh, this uh, seven proven sleep strategies, which helps people of all ages. So here's the number one. Number mm -hmm. one is have a sleep schedule. You have to have a sleep schedule. I tell people what's the right time. It's 10 to 6 is your time to sleep. It's eight hours. Sometimes you can be 10, 30, 6, 30, but as a rule, you have to have a sleep, uh, a sleep schedule. Uh, so what do people with insomnia do? They go to bed at 10. They can sleep till 12. 
they go to bed earlier. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Then you they're struggling longer. It so doesn't solve the problem. Doesn't so for them I tell them to have a, something called sleep restriction. I tell them to go only to bed from 12 to 6 or 6:30. Mm-hmm. So it's called sleep restriction. So instead of struggling there more, you have to uh you know you have to go to bed a little bit later. Yeah. Sleep restriction is a word of caution it's not for everyone if you have you know psychological disorders it's not you know you can't restrict sleep. So that's a word of caution there but it works well for majority of the people. So number 1 is have a sleep schedule. Number 2 have a friendly environment the sleep. Bedroom is only for sleep and sex not for snoring or surfing you know. Uh, so the the temperature has to be a little bit lower i tell people to experiment between 65 to 70 degrees uh like i mentioned melatonin secretes in the dark you know in darkness and in colder temperature so that's very important so keep it and keep your phone away from you my phone i keep it in in the bathroom it's not even near me i set an alarm for what i time i need to wake up because i know i have to hit the button i have to walk If it is next to me I might hit the snooze button. So I plan my day I'm going to wake up at this time I'm done. Mm-hmm. You know so 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 keep it safe you know the the environment around you safe and you know comfortable. Third I kind of mentioned it before is minimize your electronics. We we talked about blue light, we talked about how the light affects the brain and also I talked about how to remove uh the electronic devices away from you. uh and i'm not a big fan of wearables people wear a lot of they want to know about sleep but i tell people what are you going to do with that knowledge you're going to worry more you, they, i tell i recommend people to use it for a couple of nights and once you get the data move on mm-hmm. right next number f- four is calm your mind you know our mind is like a revved up engine we think so many things life happens to all of us but we have to we have to calm our mind there are some people use meditation which i agree some people uh do all those apps but the problem with those apps is you bringing it to the to the to your bedroom so some people listening listen to you know music and of course there are different genre of music some music are stimulate your brain you want to listen to uh, some of those music whether it's classical music or violin or some other instruments that kind of soothe you not the you know uh, the heavy metal which can provoke your brain so mm-hmm. you can pick a but there are some patients who listen to heavy metal and go to sleep if that works for you that's good but most of the time right mm-hmm. so that's number uh 4 number 5 is calm your body mm-hmm. so people tend to exercise want to go to bed you know and there's there's sometimes people take a hot shower and then try to go to bed so those things can you know it can work Uh, there's newer evidence that shows uh, there's something called heat shock protein which helps you to sleep so if uh, if you take in a warm shower in the evening helps you to go to sleep then it's okay but exercise which revs you up and you know secretes uh, cortisol which stimulates your body that's not not thing so now you have calmed your mind you calmed your body and then uh, number 6 is schedule a time worry is number six schedule a time to worry 
because we all tend to worry about different things. You know, I suffered a lot when I started my business, a lot of things, employees, bills, uh, you know, targets and, you know, all that stuff. So what I do, I kind of take some time and sit and do uh, between seven and eight every evening. At eight o'clock, I'm done. I'm not going to, what I'm not able to achieve today, I say I'm going to do it tomorrow. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to take my computer and answer email or text message or my bills into my bedroom. Okay. So that's number um, six. And then number seven is uh, uh, the simplify your sleep life. Uh, you know, take it easy, wear comfortable clothes. Uh, don't be in a rush, uh, you know, and people do a lot of things. Like I mentioned before, uh, it wants to be like a, everybody wants sleep to be an on and off switch. It doesn't work like that. You have to take it easy. Uh, you know, sleep is a dimmer. There are multiple processes. Like I mentioned, you know, the schedule, no electronics, calm your mind, calm your body, you know, set worry time. And then, so those are the, st- if you do the, all the things, you're simplified, you sleep. So in the end, if you practice all this within about a month to two months, sometimes it might take three to six months to get this all. You might fail one day, you know, it's okay. You know, but you have to have a consistency. You know, my children, my family, everybody asks me the same question. They, hey, you know, I didn't do it. It's okay for a couple of nights, but the majority of the night your aim should be this. I, I want everybody to know this. I've been practicing this. I've I've, weaned, I've helped so many people. I've weaned a lot of patients off their medications. So this, this works. So this is a proven strategy, not some stuff that you learned, uh, you, you know, on the internet. Uh, or some, you know, uh, the rituals, uh, doing different, uh, uh, you know, practicing different things, which does not help, which only increases your anxiety to go to sleep. I think also um, there's an element out there, a hustle culture. Have you mm-hmm. heard of this? Since entrepreneurship, entrepreneurial work uh, and entrepreneurship has gotten so prevalent in the last 10 years and been made, quote unquote, cool, mm-hmm. um, there's a hustle culture where uh, a lot of these guys that are, influencers that will tell you that, well, you know, get five to six hours of sleep a night. That's all you need. Yes. And, I've you know, heard get it all. earlier getting, and you know, you have more time during the day to get stuff done. I've heard this. Yeah. You know, you can sleep when you're dead. Right. You know, why do you need sleep right. when you have coffee? Yeah. But this is all counterproductive. There are a few people who are gifted with, with less sleep. They can function. If you look at our previous presidents, uh, President Trump, President Obama, and uh, Elon Musk, they are blessed with, they're called short sleepers. They can do it with three or four hours. But Elon Musk has now said, hey, sleep is more important. You know, he's uh, preaching more sleep. But that is he's a gift. He's got sleep debt. Yes. That is, <laughs> <laughs> that is a gift, but not all of us have it. Yeah. So instead of sleeping less and being lethargic at work. If you sleep more, the, the, the time that you're going to be, you're going to be more productive. Mm-hmm. You know, I mentioned that in my chapter on sleep and product, productive, how to improve your productive life by sleeping better. So you'll be more productive, more energetic by sleeping, you know, extra two hours. Mm-hmm. So if you are a short sleeper, you are lucky you, you drew that gift, but most of us are not. Right. So right. that's the wrong information. It's not one size fits all. I noticed that if I don't get enough sleep, um, I'll be okay the next day. But if it's a continuing trend, 
Yeah, it'll start to catch up to me and I'll have to pay that debt back. Correct. <laughs> so uh, with that being said, I mean, how do people find and get a hold of you and everything and uh, find out more about if they, how to deal with holistically their insomnia? So come and uh, check out my uh, website, uh, www.sleepfixacademy.com. I have a lot of information. I have the sleep assessment, sleep journal. Try to assess your sleep, uh, you know, organically, not uh, machine-generated information. So once you get involved, you know where you are. Uh, then uh, try to follow the seven, um, you know, sleep strategies uh, that I've, uh, you know, mentioned. So... Uh, I like I mentioned, it's not easy. It will take time. Be patient. You mm -hmm. will get there uh, by identifying uh, the sleep negative routines, which I call them the negative rituals. People, by the time they see me, they have seven rituals. You know, it's like a fancy pillow, mattress, uh, you know, oils, music, uh, eye shades. Uh, you know, all kind of stuff they have, they do. I try to unravel all that and make it simple. Mm -hmm. So sleep is natural. It will come to you. But if you work at it too much, you're going to create sleep anxiety and it gets distant and harder. Sleep anxiety. My goodness. Well, there you have it. Make sure you check them out. And uh, thank you for watching this episode and listening to it. And uh, stay tuned for the next one. Also, in another episode, we dive deep into sleep apnea. If that's something you're dealing with, highly recommend that you check it out. Uh, amazing nuggets of wisdom from Dr. Bajoy John. Make sure you check all that stuff out. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.